Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Stay standing and open your Bibles to Psalms 103. I'm going to preach on angels today. I've been preaching for 38 years. And after you hear me preach, you're going to go, wow, he's been preaching for 38 years? (laughs) But I've been preaching for 38 years. I don't think one time I have preached one message on angels. I've mentioned angels, talked about angels. But I don't think I ever have preached one message on angels. My spirit was stirred last week when Bishop Bill Hammond mounted this platform and stood behind this pulpit and prophesied to us with 67 years of prophetic experience and spoke over this house. The word of the Lord was this, he said. I've been taking this church through extensive testing and challenges for the last 10 years. I can say yes and amen. And the Lord said, they have passed every test and they have met every challenge. No, 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 no. See, 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 you think I'm thinking about, I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about Pastor Kim. I'm talking about the church. This wasn't a personal word. This was a corporate word. Now, I know all of you haven't been here for the last 10 years. But some of you have. Probably most of you have. But many of you have come since. But I'm going to bring you in on the blessing. The Lord said, I've been taking this church through extensive testing and challenges for the last 10 years. And the Lord said, they have passed every test. They have met every challenge. I was testing them for a purpose. And the word of the Lord continues, because I need a headquarters for my war angels. He went on to say, the Lord says, I have chosen this place. He didn't say this people. He said this place. I have chosen this place to be a headquarters for war angels to be sent out, to come in, and to operate. Now, first of all, that caught my attention because it bore witness in my spirit. But also I went back after my wife was sharing some things with me about Pray America because I was, you know, down in Birmingham fighting off the spirit of religion with Pastor Sean and the other guy, TJ. <laughs> Better be nice to TJ because he's big. I felt very safe. It was like a rose between two thorns. I was very comfortable. Anyway, so I went back. So I went back to look at Pray America. And prophetic evangelist, I call him Ben Hughes, who who was here over the weekend, part of the conference. They were here for that Pray America. He said this. If you were here, you know what I'm getting ready. If you weren't here, then you don't know, and you need to know. I'm ashamed. No. He said this, pointing right over there. He said, I saw a massive angel with a sword drawn. I knew this was a distinction because many angels, many, many times angels are there, meaning like they're everywhere. But their swords are not drawn. 
because angels hearken to the word of the Lord to perform it. So he goes on to say the angel had a sword drawn because it already has a word. You do know angels are real. You do know this building is filled with angels. They've been worshiping with us. Let me, let me, let me just read a text to you. Then I'll, I'll show the little video and then I'll, I'll preach. Psalms 103, watch this, verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens. And his sovereignty rules over all. Can you shout amen to that? Blessed is the Lord, you his angels. Mighty in strength to perform his word. Obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye his host. You who serve him doing his will, bless the Lord, all you works of his. In all places of his dominion, bless the Lord, O my soul. Drop down Psalms 104, verse 4. He makes the winds his messengers, flaming fires his ministers. We understand messengers and ministers are angels. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord and please watch this video. I was asleep. I had gone to the restroom and I came back and laid down. I was laying on my right side and I just lay there for a few minutes, had nothing on my mind, you know, just was getting ready to go back to sleep. And uh, I just turned over in the bed. Whenever I turned over, I turned over into another world. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. But I knew everything. I can't explain that, but I knew everything. The Lord communicated with me. I heard him. He heard me, but I never saw him. The Lord spoke to me. He said, son, tell the people that darkness is about to degenerate into gross darkness. And he said, it's coming and it's gonna come soon. Tell them to be prepared. He said, but I want to tell you, the angels are coming to help you. The angels are coming to help you. The Lord said the angels are gonna come. It's gonna get so severe. Everything is gonna become so severe that the Lord said, the angels, I'm gonna send my angels to help get in the harvest and they'll be working with you. You may see them, you may not see them, but you'll know that they're there and you'll know by the way things are getting accomplished so quickly, you'll know that they're getting accomplished for you. In the midst of some of the deepest, darkest darkness that the world has ever seen. But the Lord told me, he said, gross darkness is coming and he said, there's gonna be severe, perilous times and he said, you'll see it. But he said, uh, the good news is I'm sending my angels and they're gonna help you. And they're gonna help my people. He said, tell my people that they're coming. One of the first things I wanna say about that is before I get to preaching is you know without me telling you that you're not supposed to worship angels. Now when they come and they begin to work, I don't know if you'll see them or you won't see them, I don't know. But if you should see one, just remember don't be in awe and don't worship them. They're not to be worshiped. Christ is to be worshiped. God is to be worshiped, not the angels. But they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for the heirs of salvation. Come on, fresh start. I said the angels, the angels are coming. I believe it, I receive it. Angels are coming. Obviously, angels, if you understand that we are in a spiritual dimension as believers, 
that angels this morning are all over this building. Actually, they're all over your house. They're everywhere. You know, angels are mentioned in our Bible from, Re from Genesis to Revelation. Angels are referenced over 300 times in your Bible. Angels. Jesus spoke more about angels than he did agape love or hell. Angels surrounded the life and the ministry of Jesus. So angels were there with Jesus on earth from beginning to end. The angels announced his birth to Mary, to Joseph, and to the shepherds. The angels worshipped when his birth was announced. The angels warned, warned, uh, warned of Joseph about Herod's schemes. These angels strengthened Jesus throughout his ministry, beginning after his wilderness warfare of 40 days of prayer and fasting. Battling with the enemy, he became weak and he became uh, uh, weary in his flesh. And so the, God sent an angel to strengthen him. Angels. Angels were there when Jesus ascended from earth into heaven. Angels. And one day, when he returns, there will be an archangel who puts the trump of God to his lips and makes a clarion sound of triumph. And he will come with angels behind him. Innumerable, uncountable, myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. In other words, there's millions and millions and millions of angels. No one knows how many for sure, but we just know it, 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 it is impossible for us to humanly comprehend the heavenly host and the armies of God. And you know what's so great about angels is angels didn't just come to be with Jesus. They jumped out of Luke right into Acts. So they did not stop their ministry at the ascension. We know throughout the book of Acts that Philip was directed to minister to the Ethiopian by an angel. Cornelius was connected with Peter by an angel and revival broke out. Peter broke out of jail twice with an angel. The second time they thought for sure we got him now. We're going to handcuff him to four soldiers. We're going to put him on him, around him. There's no way he's going to get out of the depth of this dungeon. Ain't going to happen until an angel showed up. Angels killed Herod. See, there's so many misunderstandings and myths about angels. If you are an unbeliever, you don't want to meet an angel. Because in Scripture, the only time that unbelievers encounter angels is because of judgment. So no, you don't die and go to heaven and become an angel. It's not in the Bible. People don't become angels. Angels are angels, and people are people. 
That didn't change. Just talking about some stuff right there. It was angels that were sent to stand with Paul in the storm on a drowning ship. I'm telling you, angels are real. You know how it is in the body of Christ? We take everything to an extreme. Either you don't believe in angels at all, or you believe everything's an angel. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's real difficult for us to find a balance in reality because angels are real. So either you're skeptical, skeptical. Yes, I speak professionally for a living. (laughs) That an angel. So I'm either skeptical or I'm, I'm just seduced into this whole angelic thing. Before long, I forgot about Jesus. For long, I forgot about God is sovereign and angels are not. And I'm talking to them. And I don't want to mess anybody's bubble up, but I haven't been able to find anywhere yet. Maybe, maybe Daniel had a conversation with an angel, but not too many people like sat down and had hot tea with an angel. Now I don't want to mess anybody up because then we think about, well, you know, I have a guardian angel. Now, the Bible's not real clear on that. It's not real clear. And so you could say, well, I believe I do. Well, you can believe you do. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says that everybody has an an angel assigned to them for their life. Now, many people teach that, but there's no biblical. uh, uh, I, I looked for it. It's not there. But don't let that bother you. Because though I may not have a guardian angel, I have angels guarding me. He may not be assigned to my life. He may not walk with me everywhere, but he walks with me some places. But you can count on this. We have a promise, Psalms 91, that we have an angel that guards us. We have an angel that keeps us. The angels of God, they'll keep you from any COVID that comes up down the pike. They'll keep you from any variative. that They will keep. Angels are on your side. Angels are all around you. So can we believe in angels and understand angels and not be weird? This is imperative. Did you hear what Pastor John said? Angels are coming. I thought you said they are here. They are here. But my my understanding when he said they're coming is they're getting ready to be activated. They're getting ready to move. They're getting ready to begin to touch things and move things and shake things. They're getting ready to draw their swords because there is a word in the earth. Yes. So when I was just going through the book of Acts and I was looking through this, I begin to realize something. I begin to realize, and then going back to the word that we received from Bishop Hammond, that apostolic assignment requires angelic assistance. You and I cannot feel the assignment on this, on this house, the apostolic assignment on this house is way too big way too huge for us to be able to fulfill it ourselves so when we get to the point that we run out of ourselves and the Holy Spirit says I need the angels of heaven to move into this situation God's going to put a word in a mouth and that word is going to be spoken and when that word is spoken angels will be activated Pastor John says it like this angels do the heavy lifting We know we got the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit does a lot. 
But the heavy lift, you watch everywhere in scripture where God is transitioning something and God is moving in a certain area and it has huge implications. Almost every time there is angelic assistance. That's good news. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Angels are coming. So angels are popping up all over the book of Acts. They're mentioned 23 times in Acts itself. Luke, who wrote Acts, actually mentioned angels 48 times in the gospel of Luke. Or excuse me, 25 times, which came to 48 times. So as I was thinking about that, apostolic assignment requires apostolic Assistance, apostolic assignment requires angelic assistance. I I thought, okay, then what is our assignment? Now we know we exist for the purpose of influencing revival in the nation. And so I was thinking, what, what, what is, you know, obviously this is the part of, of the assignment. So I just jotted this down. But it is to engage and empower and equip the church, the ecclesia. To engage, to empower, to equip the church, the ecclesia. To legislate through, through intercession God's agenda for revival and awakening. So as Bishop gets up here, he says, for 10 years, you've been going through all kinds of tests and challenges. You pass the test, you face the challenge, but you went through for a purpose. And the purpose is so God would have a place, a place that I would have a place to operate, to send my angels to, that they, they can operate out of this place. They would, uh, they, they would be sent out. They would come in uh, he's, and, and they would have a place to operate. And so for, first thing I, I, I thought, okay, okay, what, what? Okay, I know this, but I want to get a good understanding. What, what do you mean um, that, that they have this, um, this, this place that they go to? They had this headquarters, this headquarters. What's a headquarters? Well, in the natural headquarters, in the natural headquarters is a, a, a place at the top of an organization that ensures the success of that organization. A headquarters. So the prophetic word is first our church, people of God. When we come together, we create a headquarters. It seems to me that God is telling us that through our submission to intercession, that God is responding to our intercession. He hears it. I said, does any people that pray in faith? He hears it. I'm teaching you something. God hears it. And he looks around heaven and he says, yes. Yes to that. I've already dreamed that. I've already declared that. That kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. And then there's this crazy, wild, loud, intense, reckless people who dare to open up their mouth, not whisper it. Not put it in a journal. But right in the middle of their worship. Decree a thing. And declare a thing. That didn't just come out of here. But came out of here. Came out of the spirit. A 
of the living God on the inside of us and begin to declare something that caused an angel to draw his sword ready for battle ready to hearken I have heard oh God your word and now I am moving to, de- to make your word effective in the earth See, that's why some of y'all thinking, man, they went way too long. All that praying stuff, all that stuff. I, we, I didn't come to church for that. I came to church for that. That's why I came to church. I didn't come to sit in some soft chair. I didn't come this morning to act like everything is all right. I came this morning understanding that my nation is in trouble. Ah, And there is an ecclesia, a legislating body of people that know how to govern the heavens. We gathered in this place to govern. And part of governance is understanding that we can have this co-laboring with angels. Okay, so where, where it gets weird is when we make our personal angel like our, our little servant. Like, oh, angel, what should I wear today? He don't care what you wear. He just said, give me a word to draw my sword. I've been created to fight. You do understand that, right? Angels aren't born. Oh, my little angel. Nah. Angels were created. We may not be able to really hone in on when, but we do know it was the beginning of creation. So angels were created when God was creating the universe. So they're part of the universal creation of God, right? And when God created them, he created all of them. They don't procreate. He created all the angels. One time, boom, let there be angels. And the God is like, all right. <laughs> Angels are eternal. They're immortal. They're very powerful. The text I read said that they're mighty. But they're not almighty. Do you realize as powerful as angels are, they're limited what they do? Because they are in total 100% submission to God. There was a third of them. We know that story, right? So, so, so we understand that angels, there, there's, there, there's three angels mentioned in the Bible by name. We know this. This, this is Gabriel, the, the, the message angel, angel. Then there's uh, Michael, the warring angel. Then there's Lucifer, the stupid angel. He really thought he was going to rise up and take God off his throne and stand on his throne. I mean, how stupid can you be? God reminded him real quick, wait a minute, I created you. And I'm not going to get off my throne to get you out. Michael. But we also know there's seraphims, cherubims. Seraphims were created to worship. Actually, seraphim is only mentioned one time in the Bible, and that's Isaiah 6. But it said they had six wings. Two they cover their face, two they cover their body, and with two they fly. Where do they fly? Around the throne of God. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, 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 holy. They're burning ones. Fiery angels. They have to be 
to be able to get close to the throne of God. For our God is a consuming fire. The cherubim, which is what Lucifer was, according to, I think it's Ezekiel or Isaiah, he, he, he was a cherubim, a pretty high-ranking cherub. And Michael is to believe to be a cherubim. It, it was the cherubim angel that guarded the entrance of the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were walked out by angels. Spinning sword. Fiery sword. It's the cherubim that our Bible says in Ezekiel that God is enthroned above them. Psalms 18.10 says that God rides on them. The cherubim. There's two golden figures that set above the Ark of the Covenant cherubims. It's interesting to me that many times we stop when we talk about angels with those two, but, but then we got to remember in Revelation, we got to remember the living creatures. Remember the living creatures? We, we assume they're angelic. They're the ones that are around the throne of God. They have the appearance of a lion, an ox, a man, an eagle. They too worship God continually. Day and night, they never cease to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. I think it's important that, that, that we understand these things because we're, we're supposed to be partnering with them, co-laborers with them. You know, some people act like we're the boss of angels, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to, to be open-minded, and I'm trying to get real of this thing and try to figure it out I, I, I just I, because I think it's important for where we're going, and it's important for the end-time church to understand. As Pastor John said, it's going to get darker and darker, and it's going to get more difficult, and it's going to get harder. We're not, we're not just going to want angelic assistance. We're going to have to have angelic assistance. So angels, I said, you know, I said they were limited. They're limited in, 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 in the sense that angels are not God. They are finite and God is infinite. God can be everywhere at one time. God possesses all power and knows everything. All at the same time. That's our God. Angels do, don't, they, they don't have any of that. They can't be everywhere. They can only be one place. They don't have all power, but they have power. Believe me, they're powerful. And they don't know everything. So if an angel dropped into your house, he says, now angel, tell me. How am I going to end up? He's not going to know. He only knows what God tells him. He only knows what God reveals to him. He only hearkens at the word of the Lord. He doesn't make a decision and decide he's going to do something. That was tried once and it didn't work. And that's when one third of the angels fell. One third of the angels fell. They followed Lucifer, who now is Satan. And they followed him. And now because of this, we understand why we need angels. When you really understand angels, you understand that angels live in total submission. They live under delegated authority. They live for, to know revelation knowledge. Because they are sent many times to warn, they are sent to guide, they are sent to direct, they are sent to assist and strengthen. Let me, let, let me give you 
But let me give you four, four primary purposes that angels even exist. I'm going somewhere with this, but I'm just trying to give us, this is very generic. This is very surface. This isn't deep at all to where we could go with this. But I just want us to understand that there are four primary purposes that angels even exist. Number one, angels are messengers. Now, this is at the very core of who they are. Because the angel, the word angel, Greek and Hebrew, means messenger. Messenger. So when an angel shows up, whether it is visibly or invisibly, but you know you're in the presence of an angel or angels, most likely they have come to give you a message. It's at the very core of their being. But know this, as I've already mentioned, they don't come just to tell you something that an angel knows. They come because they have become a channel of God's instruction and information. They simply come to let you know what's going on in the headquarters of heaven. So because God wants to make sure that there's somebody in the headquarters in earth that is aligned with what he is saying in heaven. Angels always represent God. They never represent themselves. This is why Paul said, be careful about angels, because angels, they can come. The enemy, Satan, can come as an angel of light. He can appear, and he, oh my God, he can appear, and he can bring so much delusion. He can bring so much deception. He can come, this angel of light, and look just like an angel that dropped out of heaven, and talk like an angel that dropped out of heaven but Paul said if an angel comes and preaches any other gospel do not listen to that angel do you realize how many uh, cults and false religions have been birthed because some man said I heard from an angel and people are so willing to take the word of God and set it aside and say I have another revelation but I come to tell you there is only one revelation it is the revelation of the word of God it is truth it shall prevail it shall always be with us it will go with us when we leave this earth and go into heaven it is an eternal truth and even if an angel shows up and says there's another way you know that angel is a lying angel so when they spoke they had weight and power and had authority behind them because they were speaking the word of God Messengers. Somebody shout messengers. Really what I want to do is I want to take these four and I want to put the first two together and the first and the last two together. So 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 they're messengers and they're ministers. Messengers and ministers. Hebrews 1:14. Are they not all? Watch this. All angels. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent. Okay, sent, we know when we see sent, it's apostolic. Sent, sent ones. They're all ministering spirits. Sent. So they didn't get up and go. They're sent. Sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. They minister to those. So they minister to believers. They're ministering spirits, angels. You know, it was after Elijah had dealt with Jezebel. It took everything in his being to war against the spirit of Ahab. And then the spirit of Jezebel. The spirit of Jezebel was a pushback spirit. She was pushing back on the victory that Elijah had brought to Israel and the revealing of who God is. And after he had given everything he had to call fire out of heaven, it's not easy, you know. 
Do you think it was easy for him to stand up there and call fire out of heaven? He stood up and he called fire out of heaven. The prophets of Baal dead. We know the story. Jezebel sends a word. By this time tomorrow, you'll be dead. Come on, Elijah was mighty. He was strong. He was prophet. He was bold, courageous. But he didn't have anything left for the assignment. So God sent an angel. And the Bible says that the angel brought him food, brought him water, and it sustained him. It sustained him. See, if we're going to get real about this and we're going to fulfill the assignment, the apostolic assignment, then we're going to have to have enough faith not only to challenge Ahab and not only to call fire out of heaven, but yes, we're going to have to deal with that nasty Jezebel spirit who always pushing back, always pushing back. Two steps forward and she's pushing back. She's pushing back. She's trying to get every bit of the strength out of you. She's trying to weaken your mortal character. She's trying to make you want to give up and die. She's trying to make you feel intimidated and worthless and like you've already seen your best day. But when that happens, you can close your eyes and rest and know that we serve a God that can send supernatural natural angelic assistance to sustain you to give you substance it's the very same thing that happened with jesus see see what it looks like that isaiah it looks like that ezekiel i'll get it right in a minute it looks like elijah it looks like elijah is done it's over he's seen the high peak of his ministry but in reality god was just shifting him in reality god said let that go boy we got other things to do we got other things to accomplish i've already got somebody in place he he's going to take jezebel out but what i need you to do is go get the next generation and I need you to make sure they're ready for battle I'm feeling this do y'all remember y'all remember Jesus Jesus he's in he's in this wilderness warfare he's in this wilderness warfare 40 days fasting praying War. Obviously, he comes out victoriously by the word of God. Satan realizes my work here is done. I have nothing else to throw at him. But apparently, it took a lot out of the man, Jesus. Because it said God sent an angel. Or actually said angels. Angels. And he said he sent angels to minister to Jesus. Ministering spirits. How did, how did they minister to Jesus? Well, most believe the implication is they fed him. Makes sense. 40 days, fasting, prayer, warring. The devil himself, face to face, showdown. And when he got to the end, he was tired. But yet again, it wasn't the end. He had just been repositioned for the assignment. He came out of the wilderness, victorious, triumphant. See, sometimes you can win the battle and still be tired. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So God sent the angels 
And they meant it. Do, do you remember? I think it's this in John. John, John, John 4, 24. When the disciples came to Jesus, and they said, man, you got to be tired, Jesus. You got to be hungry. Here. And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who has sent me to accomplish his work. Did you see that? You see, Jesus shifted from a wilderness warfare to a mighty ministry. It launched him into three years of dynamic ministry, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing the sick, casting out devils everywhere he went until masses of crowds were following him because they saw the magnificent miracle, miracles that were taking place through the ministry of Jesus. You see, when he got to a point that apparently his physical body had given out because we know his spirit was strong. We know he came out victorious in his spirit, man, but his body had taken such a beating that God said, just lay here and rest and I'll send angels and they will feed you. They will feed you. In other words, you see, you see, you see when, God, when God sends a message, it's strategy. But when God sends, uh, 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 he sends a minister, it is strength and it is sustaining power. You see, you got to understand you need both. You need a strategy and you need sustaining power. And the good news is when you don't have anything left on the inside of you, God can send an angel and he can give you something to eat. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm talking about. Maybe you ain't been where I've been before. Maybe you ain't been through enough battles yet. You ain't been through enough wars yet that when you come out, you say, thank God we made it through the battle, but I ain't got nothing left in the tank. God said, don't worry about it. I'll send an angel and he'll give you a new strategy. I'll send an angel and he'll give you new strength. He'll give you, my God, we need pastors all over this nation to have angels come. Messengers, ministers. And then they're warriors, and yet they're worshipers. It's like, wait a minute. They're warriors, and they're worshipers. We know they're warriors, because if you know your Bible, and I'm sure you do. There's, there's story after story after story of God's people emerging victoriously out of physical and spiritual battles. You see, it was the angel. that took out 185,000 Assyrians. One angel. It just says, the angel of the Lord. I told you, they're powerful. I just, I just feel this, that in the days ahead, church, the people of God are going to face insurmountable odds. We can look at our own culture today and think, man, there is no way we're going to shift this thing back to God. This is too much evil. Too much corruption. This is no way this thing can move back to God. There's way more of them than there is of us. Well, my friend, that's because you're thinking about votes. That's because you're thinking about voices, talking heads. Some of y'all need to get off your TV now. Now. Don't wait another day. 
Shut that bad boy off. Don't be watching that news, but I got to know what's going on. No, you don't. You don't need to know what's going on. Knowing what's going on don't help your faith one bit. What you need to know is what's going on in the invisible realm. What you need to know is how can I discern what angels have been sent to do? How can I discern the voice of the Father over my nation, over my city, over my territory, over my church, over my kids? Yes? Oh. So when you talk about angels being warriors, I mean, they're unstoppable. <laughs> you say, well, don't, 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 don't. Satan's got a lot of warriors too. He got one third. He got one third, y'all. That's two to one. Not only is it two to one, the two are way more powerful than the one. You can take 185 soldiers out, 185,000 soldiers, one, and you got one little squeaky demon over here, and you got two angels. Do you think that demon's gonna break through when the angels of God are encamped about you? All of hell itself cannot get to you. I don't know, Pastor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we can do this. Oh, I'm telling you, you know how many times I've heard the, the assignment over this house. I mean, I mean, just even, even this weekend when, when, when Mama Cindy was, was prophesying over us and, and she, she said something like, you know, you're going to have a campus here and you're going to have a campus in the north and a campus in the south and a campus in the east. And, and then I was like, I was pretty much gone after that. And then she said a bunch of other stuff. And before I knew it, I was in Asia somewhere. I'm like, my God, I just went from north, south, east, and west to way, 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 way east. Do I believe it? Yes. Do I believe I can do it? No. But if I got some angels helping me. One leg and all, that don't matter. If I got an angel. I got an angel. They're walking with me. They're talking. Ah, they're all around us. And they're warriors created to fight. Can you imagine the condition of the American church today? Angels show up to worship and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> They're like, is that all you got, guys? Because we're joining you. Actually, we're following you. We don't even understand, really, worship down here. We got it up in heaven. We understand. We see God, and we have a vision of God, and we see how holy God is, and our worship just can't even be suppressed. We can't even help ourselves. We just, we just worship. We just try to talk to each other, and it comes out, holy, holy, holy. We can't help ourselves. That's why we, we, we just worship. This is worship. And then they come up over to church in America, and that's like they're like, really? Is that all you got? Because all we can do is join with you. Because they don't see, see, see. They don't understand the sound of the redeemed. They don't understand why we jump and why we shout. They don't understand. They have no idea what it means to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They have no idea that we were on our way to hell, but somehow a good gospel message was preached, and we received, and we were born again, and now we have a sound all of our own. It's the sound of the redeemed. Somebody say so. Everybody stand up all over this place. I haven't forgotten. These warriors, these worshipers. I put them together. Put them together. Because there seems, it seems to be difficult for people to get us. They, they, it seems to be difficult for them to say, are you worshiping or are you interceding? Are you worshiping 
Are you warring? Which one? Yes. When we say our worship is a weapon and our worship is warfare, that ain't a cute song. See, you don't understand what was going on in the spirit realm today. When y'all were opening up your mouth and you were shouting and you were declaring over this nation and you were declaring over Afghanistan and you were declaring over Australia and you were declaring over whatever nation and whatever state came out of your mouth, I want you to know the angel army was like, ah. Here we go. Here we go. don't understand when we worship and when we war we're tearing down the very gates of hell you don't understand when we worship and we war that we are literally taking territory we are literally building gates of revival in all places our feet may never get there but our voice can sing the warring angel I hear watch me now we are moving quickly to the end of time to me it seems to be very biblical that we can believe as we are moving toward the end of time the unfolding and the consummation of God's eternal plan church being at the center of it that we can expect without weirdness to believe for the acceleration of angelic activity Again, Psalms 104.4, and he makes the winds his messengers. Flaming fire, his ministers. I have two of Tim Sheets' books on angels. I have not read either one of them. I'm bad about that. The reason I'm telling you this is I picked it up, and I just looked at it real quick before I left the office Friday. And I saw something that said revival angels. I saw, hmm. That's worth taking a look at. Not, not, not that the whole book is actually worth. I'm going to get into it because it looks phenomenal. If you're watching Apostle Sheets, which I don't know why you would be, but if you are, <laughs> thank you. Revival angel. You know the revival. See, okay. God makes when, when I've already read that verse. God makes His messengers flaming fire. Makes the, he, the wind. He makes he, he makes the wind. He, he, I'm thinking like he, that's what, that's an assignment for angels. But really, that's, he he makes he he, ma- he when God, what are angels made of? Could they be made of fire and wind? We just think they're cute little feathery things. But what if they're fire and wind? They can take any form. They've taken human form. They've taken, yeah, they can take different forms. But what if they're substance? It's fire and wind, and we've been all week championing Pentecostal fire. A revival of fire is the mandate on this house. So what if, as we move toward the end of time, and we are contending and we are decreeing for revival and awakening, and that when we decree it out of our mouth, we're not asking for feathery little cherubims with chubby cheeks to come and help us enjoy revival. We're asking for the fiery burning seraphims of heaven 
know nothing but how to worship. Followed up with a warring angel with a sword of fire drawn, declaring whatever God says, we say, and they say yes and amen, and they hearken to the word of the Lord. It's time to break down every realm of darkness, every stronghold of demonic powers. Every fallen angel must bow. The angels are coming. The angels are coming. This church has been through 10 years of extensive testing and challenges. They have passed every test. Dealt with every circumstance and challenge. They were tested and they were challenged for a purpose. That God would have a place to send his warriors. just want to say something to all the heresy hunters fresh star church doesn't worship angels we worship jesus i don't talk to angels i don't pray to talk to angels i don't pray to angels i pray to god through Jesus I just want you to know because I know you like to get stuff going and I know you like to say stuff but I'm gonna tell you something if you say anything different you are a liar and you are you are a, a, a snake and you are a, a scoundrel and I just say to you if you open your mouth against this church one more time I say may the tongue stick to the root of your mouth and may you never say another word against revival awakening and don't you even touch our praise So, 
I want you to join me around the front of this building this morning as we close this thing out for the time of intercession. We're going to release the word of the Lord. Yes. We're going to release the word of the Lord. You see, our Bible says that they hearken to his word. This is why we don't randomly just tell them what to do. They only take orders from God. They're his angels, not our angels. But we get to co-labor with them. They minister to us to strengthen us, but we co-labor with them. You said, didn't we do enough intercession in the beginning? That was amazing. But I felt like we need to move. And maybe just a little more decreeing and declaration. If that angel was standing over there with his sword drawn, I don't see him. I, I, I've never seen an angel. I've never heard an angel. But I believe in angels. I don't have to see him. I don't have to see him. If that angel was there on Pray America with the sword drawn, because he had a word, then I believe he's standing right there with the sword drawn, with the word. And it's time for the ecclesia to begin to take our place in the courts of heaven and decree what God is decreeing so we can co-labor with angelic armies. People, it is the hope. We need this thing to shift over our nation. We need the help of heaven. And angels are the help of heaven. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.